0: This MLB betting pick show for Saturday, September the 2nd edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. We're also about to by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly. When they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP and we're also brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get all the details over at slash bankroll. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, September the 1st, currently 5-12 on the East Coast. Here to dig into this Saturday schedule on the Diamond. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast, soon to be moving to Brazil. And of course, here <laughs> on the MLB Gambling Podcast, it's Lante Smith. Lante, do you finish counting your uh, cash from this morning for the Brazil money line you hit?
1: Oh, no, my bad. My my computer was tweaking out. My bad. So that's why you heard the the foul language in the back. But uh, yeah, man, I'm doing good. Hopefully you can bring me some luck, man. I haven't been having a good. The the Brazil thing was probably the only thing I got right this week. Uh, Been been a real brutal start for well, brutal uh, end to August for me, but new month. So uh, hopefully we can get it in and get some winners on Saturday.
0: Yeah, man, MLB's been uh, kind of up and down. And um, I know we've had a lot of conversations offline and group chats and stuff about uh, picking our spots and things like that. But um, yeah, we're in the final month, uh, or let's just say the final stretch of the regular season for MLB, entering the month of September. Um, and again, like I mentioned, before we know it, uh, the playoffs are going to be here. But still a lot to be determined uh, in the MLB. Of course, the AL West race uh, is going to be a fascinating one as we head down the stretch here. Um, so today on Friday, we kind of switched it up last week. We'll kind of look at the top eight matchups um, or maybe the more exciting ones on the Saturday schedule. I know we're missing a couple pitchers pitchers uh, for some other games. I think one pitcher for the game that we are going to cover Um, and then I think there's lines missing, I think for just two games that we're going to talk about, but hopefully that updated by the time uh, we get to those games. But, um, let's, let's dive into it, man. Let's get to the schedule on Saturday. First game we're going to talk about here is going to be a 6, 10 Eastern start between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland guardians. Zach, uh, Littell is on the mound here for the Tampa Bay Rays and Logan Allen left-handed pitcher for the Cleveland guardians. Uh, the Rays are a minus 125 road favorite here, plus 105 on the money line for the Cleveland Guardians. Total set at eight and a half with Victor Z over at minus 115 run line, minus one and a half, plus 136 for the Tampa Bay Rays, and plus one and a half, minus 162 for the Cleveland Guardians. And I'm going to quickly take a peek here over at the standings um, for both of these divisions, and I think that we'll knock out um, uh, two birds with one stone here. So right now the Rays are one and a half games back of the Baltimore Orioles in that AL East division. And the Guardians right now are currently seeing five games back of the Minnesota Twins in that AL Central division. But these two teams playing this weekend series here. Lante. what do we got for the Rays and the Guardians, man?
1: Uh, Yeah, man, so I like Tampa and I like the over. Um, I took some Tampa to win the division probably about – a week ago, maybe a week and a half, right when they started this streak, um, just just a low, just a by low point, especially with all the news that had been surrounding them. Uh, and they've responded. Like I said, they they won. They've won eight of the last ten. seven and twenty nine on the road. Um, Latell he hasn't he hasn't allowed over two earned runs uh, on the road in his last four starts. He does need to limit uh, the long ball, though. He um, he only allowed four hits in his last start versus the Yankees. Unfortunately, three of those were home runs. Um, he had a lot of home run in four straight. So, if you can limit those, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Cleveland's kind of weird to me. I mean, they kind of sold off uh, some of their parts early and now they like bought back and, and they're not out of it completely. I mean, it's only five games, you said, right? So, yeah. I mean, they're not completely out of it now. I don't know if you trust the Twins or not to, you know, cement that. And they got a big series coming up. I'm not. I think we'll talk about them too. But yeah, I think Tampa is is going to roll here. Um, I'm on them today. They've won two of three. They did win two of three last month, and all three of those games went over. Um, Tampa Bay also won their two games by two plus runs um, in in each of those games. So, I mean, I like Tampa here. Uh, They're 72 and 37 as a favorite. Cleveland struggles as a dog. 29 and 37. Um, like I said, if Latel can just limit some of those home runs, but Cleveland, I mean, outside of the a few guys at the top of their lineup, I mean, their lineup doesn't really scare me as far as going deep, so I think he'll be fine there. Uh, the offense has been really, really good for for Tampa, so I mean, I even like I even like them on the run line. I mean, they've covered seven of the last ten run lines. Uh, they're 35 and 31 on the run line on the road. So I'm not scared to take a run line uh, minus one and a half here. Also, I get all nine at-bats. Um, I think yep. that's a positive here. So I like Tampa. Anyway, you can get them run line, uh, money line, and a team total to go over and the game to go over also.
0: Yeah, uh, um, Logan Allen's coming off a rough uh, start for the Cleveland Guardians' last start right against the Toronto Blue Jays. He only won four innings in that game, allowed five earned runs. And I think when we talk about looking at uh, hitter splits, uh, left-handed pitching versus right-handed pitching um, for team uh, batting um, numbers. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays, um, season-long, I believe I want to filter this down because I have this right now at uh, over the last two weeks, but I want to say over the course of the season, they've been top 10 consistently against left-handed pitching this season. Yeah, so WRC Plus, uh, their number eight team batting average, they are number 10. On base percentage, they are number 13. Slugging percentage, uh, they are number 10. So they're right around top 10 in most offensive statistical categories against left-handed pitching. Um, and I'm going to put this go back to uh, over the last two weeks. I know they've fallen off just a little bit. But again, like you mentioned, Lante, that they're still in that race for the AL East division. Uh, Baltimore's has been a little up and down over the past two weeks here. But um, I I think that, number one, we talk about the starting pitcher for Zach. Uh, sorry for the raise and Zach Littell. He's been better on the road uh, for this team, two and two with a two point nine seven ERA. He's only allowed ten earned runs in thirty and one thirds innings pitched. He has allowed back to back games, raised allowed four earned runs, but the offense has been able to carry uh, him in those games where they've won both games uh, by a minimum of two earned runs uh, in those games. So um, I'm not sure exactly what the motivation is going to be for the uh, Guardians. Again, like we mentioned, they are five games out, but it still seems like a tall hill to cr- uh, climb. Yeah. Um, in, in that uh, AL Central division, so um, I like the price here on the raise here um, on the money line, and like you mentioned, the run line as well. Maybe take a look at Rays team total to go over yep. uh, in this game as well. So yeah, uh, Rays both ways uh, or all three ways, I guess we could say uh, for this game against the Guardians. Um, next game on the board we're going to talk about here is going to be a seven ten Eastern start. The New York Yankees, they are in Houston to take on the Astros. Currently seeing Luis Severino is going to get a start for the Yankees, and Hunter Brown is on the mound here for the Houston Astros. Astros are a prohibitive favorite here of minus 185 at home, plus 155 on the money line for the New York Yankees. Uh, Total set at 9 with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5 even money for the Astros, and plus 1.5 minus 120 for the New York Yankees and Luis Severino. Severino is coming off of back-to-back brilliant starts for the uh, New York Yankees, as hard as that is to say. But his season average—let me put this into context. So his last two starts have been against the Nationals and the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the Yankees have won both of those starts by the scores of 9-1 to and 4-1, to respectively. And Luis Severino, in both of those starts, has gone 13 and two-thirds innings pitched allowed six hits and zero earned runs uh, for that New York Yankees when he has started in those games. And, you know, maybe not against the greatest offenses over his last two starts, but now you're going to go against the Houston Astros who uh, got to him uh, earlier in the month of August, back on August 4th. Uh, This was in uh, Yankee Stadium, four innings pitched, uh, Luis Deverino allowed five earned runs to the Houston Astros, two home runs he gave up in that game as well, and the Astros went on to win that game 7-3. to three. And historically against the Astros, he hasn't done very well in his career. Um, in eight appearances, he's 2-4 and four with a 4.54 ERA. If you want to take a look at the last three starts dating back to last season, 0-3 with a 5.63 ERA. The Houston Astros have won two out of those three games by two or more runs. Meanwhile, Hunter Brown, he has been um, inconsistent or he has been spiring a little bit over his last five starts. The Astros are three and two in his last uh, four um, starts, I should say, and five appearances overall. But he does possess a 6.23 ERA over his last five appearances. He's allowed 15 earned runs in 21 and two thirds innings pitched. 11 of those earned runs, 11 of those 15, I should say, came in two starts, which was against the Baltimore Orioles and the St. Louis, uh, sorry, the Seattle Mariners. So, did face the Yankees earlier this season. Six innings pitch allowed five hits, two earned runs in that span. But, um, Number one, I'm going to go with the Houston Astros uh, on the run line here. Minus one and a half at even money. Looking at the Astros team total over. I think this might be a game where Luis Severino kind of comes back down to earth and going to be the pitcher that we've seen uh, when he has made those starts. I saw his last two starts. And again, they were against poorest offenses in Washington and Detroit. So now you're going up against arguably one of the best teams in the uh, American League, if not the best team in the American League. Um, it's hard to make that argument against this Astros team, but I think this is an opportunity for the Astros to definitely uh, rake up the runs here against Severino here, Lante.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Rich. You think it's a little bit of, of noise in the numbers? I know the thirteen and two thirds is, is what it is. I thought uh, New York, yeah. New York, they struggle on the road, um, and like you mentioned, this is a different this is a different beast. This offense is nothing like the two offenses that he's faced. Um, Hunter Brown, I was I am a little bit uh, worried about. I mean, he's been he had an up and down August, but he'd been fine before August as far as consistency wise um he, he did what he had to do against bad teams and he he got out of trouble in some of the the good teams but overall i thought he'd been fine until the end of this month uh he, he's actually like you mentioned better on the road than he is at home which is which is odd for such a young pitcher so yeah um yeah the yankees they had a good series versus detroit the bats woke up a little bit here and there but i mean again they were like an era away from sweeping from sweeping them and then uh torres uh, threw the ball into like left or right field. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't trust the Yankees here, man. Uh, Houston, they won 7 of 10 at 35 and 31 at home. I, I don't think Severino makes it out of the third inning. I think the, the Houston Bats will be able to explode. Look for that first five team total. Uh, I like yeah. the full game also. I'll probably just split a unit on there. And anything plus money on the run line, I, I think you are right on. You hit it right on the head
0: um, with, with Houston. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, all right, before we get over to the next game on the Saturday schedule, let me tell everyone about the college football bankroll challenge. College football is officially back to celebrate SGPN is giving away a bunch of cash to our college football in our college football bankroll challenge. It's free to enter. It's a season long contest, thousand dollars to first place, 500 a second place, but the price doubles to 2000 and 1000. If you're a Patreon for this, uh, for the college football season, Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll or click the link in the app. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings. College football fans, are you ready for week one? Well, you better be because we are officially underway. Uh, games kicked off on Thursday and on Friday night. And officially the first Saturday full schedule is this upcoming week. And DraftKings Sportsbook, they're hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong this week. New customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Uh, change comes fast. The only thing that is a lock is a great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. The My best bet for college football week one, Alabama minus 23 and a half in the first half going to be all over that pick against Middle Tennessee. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score 5 uh, sc- sorry, can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. All right, Lante, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. Um, give me one second here. Uh, let's go over to the matchup between the. Uh, let's go a little down the board. Let's go down to a eight ten Eastern start. Uh, we've got the. Um, actually, no. Let's go back to the seven fifteen start here. Um, I'm not sure if we were, we were going to talk about this game or not, but I think it's definitely intriguing. Yeah, we were, um, the Minnesota twins, mm. they are in, uh, Texas in Arlington to take on the Rangers. Oh boy. It's Dallas Keuchel day, uh, for the <laughs> uh, baseball enthusiasts and fans. Um, he's going to get the start here for the Minnesota twins and, uh, Jordan Montgomery is going to start here for the Texas Rangers. Rangers are close to a two dollar favorite, uh, plus one sixty five on the money line for the Minnesota Twins. Total set at nine with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus one twelve. one line minus one and a half, even money for the Texas Rangers, and plus one and a half, uh, minus one twenty uh, for the Minnesota Twins. Here, Lante, what are we thinking about this game? Dallas Keiko day, we fading them?
1: Yeah, you got to man. Um, I mean. In the small sample size, he he had pitched well in, like in his last two starts, but in his only road start, he got shield. Six earned runs versus the Phillies he allowed. Uh, he didn't even make it out of the first inning, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I think he only faced – well, maybe he did. I think he went one and two-thirds. I'm sorry. So he didn't make it out of two innings. Um, so I think much of the same is here. I mean, Texas is returning home from uh, a nine-game road trip. Well, tonight will be the first game they'll be back, but this will be the second. Um, they're 42 and, 34, oh, 42 and 24, I'm sorry, at home. Minnesota struggles on the road. It's pretty simple for me. I like Texas on the run line. I like the team total to go over. I'm not a big fan of Montgomery, but got to admit, he's, he pitched well versus Minnesota a few days back. Uh, I think on the 26th or 27th, he pitched against them. Three earned on four hits and five in the third. So he, you know, he had some success against them. Um, he hasn't allowed over three earned runs in his last six starts, so he's pitching well. Um, I mean, Minnesota's offense is just, it's hit or miss. Um, now, Montgomery can be a little bit erratic, but I mean, I don't, I don't think we can, you can fade um, Texas at home. I know they've struggled as of late, but this is a big series. This is a big series for them. Actually a big series for both teams, because as we mentioned, if, if Texas can, you know, sweep this, sweep this series here, then Minnesota is, you know, they might be in trouble because they only got a five game lead. Um, And what do they play three or four here? uh in texas is three
0: um i think it is three i don't think they played on thursday night but let me take a quick peek here no it's a three-game series
1: yeah so i mean they gotta i mean to me to be comfortable you got to get at least two of these um in texas on the opposite side texas has to get two to stay in that in in that fight for um for the division and wild card so intriguing game i think texas is gonna roll here um i just i mean i'm not the biggest montgomery guy but it's, it's Dallas Keuchel. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned it. It's um, it's Dallas Keuchel day, and look, he had one good start in there. Uh, we're not going to argue that, but I think it's we're more used to him being the guy that we saw last season, where before he got designated for assignment and and you know had to go clean up his. Um, his repertoire or whatever you, want to, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, it, the, the answer is in the numbers for Dallas Keuchel, right? Like you mentioned, he did have one good start, but we saw one start where he looked like Dallas Keuchel of old, which was that game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Now he did face this Rangers team in his last start, five shutout innings, five hits, two uh, walks and three strikeouts. And I know the offense for the um, Rangers has been, hasn't been the hottest like we've seen um, throughout the season. They have tailed off a little bit, but they're still, I believe, top 10 um, in most offensive statistical categories against left-handed pitching. Found am not mistaken. I'm quickly going to take a peek here. So they have dipped down a little bit. Uh, let me move this back to the last 14 days here for, um, for the Rangers. Give me one second here. So... Um, so they're number 12 in team batting average over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. They're number seven on base percentage. Uh, they are number 20 as far as slugging percentage. OPS, they are number 16 as well. So I think that they may uh, now having I guess, tape, we can say, or, or you know, um, the scouting report, I guess we can say, in their last start against Dallas Keiko, that they'll be able to make those adjustments against him again, like you mentioned, this is a big series uh, for the um, for both of these teams. But I've said this on a pod numerous time, Lante, that anytime I want to back the twins, it's got to be within those first five innings because that bullpen gets, will come in it and absolutely like kill your bets. Because just as an example that we just talked about, Dallas Keiko had a fantastic outing in his last start uh, against the Rangers, five shutout innings the Rangers went on to win that game seven to six. That means a bullpen came in and give up seven earned runs uh, to the Texas Rangers. So I, I'm with you. I like the Rangers here on the run line. Again, like you mentioned, these are important, important games. I mean, we can say for the rest of the season for those yeah. three teams in the AL West. So yeah. You know, I know Minnesota's leading that AL Central. We know that AL Central is in the greatest division in, in baseball right now, but I think there's an opportunity for them to come out and take care of business here against Dallas Cotkin. Like you mentioned, Jordan Montgomery, I haven't been his greatest fan either, but he, he hasn't been too bad. The record is at 8-10, but he does have a respectable 3.19 uh, ERA. He's been absolutely fantastic in his last five starts, 2-1 and one with a 2.30 ERA. Uh, did get in a little bit of trouble against his last start against Minnesota, where he did allow three earned runs and in and 5-1, one third innings pitch but um i, I think that uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm, i misspoke so the twins in with the last game seven to six so the Bowman came and give up six earned runs so <laughs> well, just
1: a little bit better that's yeah <laughs> uh
0: but again i, I think you got to go back to the team total here for the rangers and i'm gonna go with the rangers at home here in this game as well with montgomery on the mount i think he's in really good form i think he'll make those adjustments um against the minnesota twins and Minnesota Twins, again, uh, um, have been doing pretty well against left-handed pitching. Uh, they're number 14 in team batting average over the last two weeks. So on base percentage, number 13. Slugging, they are number 8. OPS, they are number 11. So this might be a game where we may see run something similar to what we saw when these last uh, these two pitchers faced each other last, just last week yep. um, in Minnesota. Oh. Um, anything else for this game?
1: No, but just something that with, with Kaiko, I mean, he, he has performed well uh, in his starts. But again, they've been at home where, you know, he's yeah. got the crowd behind him. He's got, you know, favorable lineups or whatever, the, whatever the case may be. I mean, it's just a different ball game, especially in um, in Texas.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Let's uh, let me. All right. Let's let's get over to uh, how about I tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. August is officially over, Lante. That means, you know what? We're about uh, less than a week, (laughs) less than a week away from the NFL season. Um, Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football teams. You have less than a week, Uh, and you got to do that over on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is do one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. You said it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's uh, Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled of up to $100 that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn and again also make sure you check out the sports gambling podcast patreon sign up for the patreon to get access to exclusive contests including the nfl win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize this week's weekly patreon pick is all uh, college football week one the prize is a cornhole board perfect for any college football tailgate The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get over to the next game on the board. We are going to go over to, um, where do we want to go next? Let's go over to the West Coast here. Uh, The Baltimore Orioles and the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to battle it out in the desert. And again, another two teams here, Lante, with playoff implications, right? We talked about the Baltimore Orioles in the AL East. They have a one and a half game lead uh, clinging uh, over the Tampa Bay Rays and the Arizona Diamondbacks fighting uh, for a playoff spot here uh, in the National League wildcard, at least. Uh, I'm seeing Kyle Bradish is going to get the start here for the Baltimore Orioles, and for the Arizona Diamondback, it's going to be Slade Sicconi. Uh, Cic- I'm probably butchering that for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad
1: you got to say it, not me.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Orioles are a minus one thirty-five road favorite here, plus one fourteen on the money line for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total is set at nine. Run line minus one and a half, plus one twenty for the Orioles, and plus one and a half, minus one forty-two. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, so what do you think about this game between the Orioles and the Diamondbacks here, uh, Lante?
1: Yeah, man, I struggle with this game. I lean to Arizona. Um, I, I just don't love it though. They got roughed up versus the Dodgers in that three game set, but I, yeah. I mean, Pooism. I mean, who, who would it Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they've won six of the last ten. Um, Baltimore has also won seven of the last ten, but they haven't faced, you know the strength of schedule that uh, Arizona's faced, but, and a small sample size. I mean, Slade, he's been solid 14 and two thirds innings. He's only allowed four runs. So, I mean, he's been pretty good uh, against decent competition. Um, I think he can hang here. Bradish has been surprisingly, he's been really good also. Um, so it's all going to come down to who can execute as far as um, the bats, because I think both pitches are in decent form. Slade being, you know, small sample size, it, it can be intimidating the top of that Baltimore lineup. Um, you know so if he can get if he can get himself out of some trouble and not walk a few guys and get or get frustrated here I think I think Arizona might be the right side at plus money at home uh I'm gonna ride with them like I said it's just a lean though I I don't really love it I I could see some runs here also if both pitchers you know if the offenses you know keep keep it going and but again I'm kind of contradicting myself because I think both pitchers have been pretty good lately so uh I, I just don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard game. I, I lean to Arizona.
0: Yeah, I struggle with this game as well. Um, I mean, both these pitchers are in really good form right now, especially Kyle Bradish over his last five games. He's 3-0 and with a 2.12 ERA. He's only allowed seven earned runs in about 29 and two thirds innings pitched. Yep. Um, the Orioles have won at least five straight games when Kyle Bradish is on the mound for them over the last five games. Um, and they have been against the Rockies, the A's, the Mariners, the Mets, and the Blue Jays. And he's also got the run support. The, the Orioles have scored at least five earned runs in four of those last five starts when Kyle Bradish is on the mound. They've scored uh, 12 and 13 runs, uh, respectively. Against the A's and the Toronto Blue Jays, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Orioles here, man. Um, I like the form that Kyle Bradish is in. He's been pretty good on the road so far this season, five and three with a 3.63 ERA. Um, I think this might be the the game where um, uh, Slade Sachoni gets into a little bit of trouble here against a a better offense. I know he faced the Reds in his last start, um, five and two thirds, only allowed one earned run. Um, but I think this might be the game where the Orioles are going to be able to get to him. So I'll lean with the Orioles. Again, like like you said, uh, Lante, it was really hard to come down on a sign here, but I will lean here with the, um, with the Orioles in this game. Uh, all right, let's get over to the next game uh, that we wanted to talk about. Uh, that was going to be the Brewers um, and the Phillies. Uh, Another game that has playoff implications, but I don't see a pitcher right now for the, I think it was the Phillies that did, no, sorry, the uh, Brewers don't have a pitcher listed yet. Aaron Nola is going to get the start here for the Phillies, but again, undecided right now for the Milwaukee Brewers. But again, another two teams that are in the um, hunt for the playoffs right now, Milwaukee in that NL Central Division and the Phillies uh, in the NL wild card as well. So I didn't really have much for this game because, again, no pitcher right now for the Brewers. But did you have anything for this game here, Lante? Yeah,
1: it's going to be tough to, to figure it out without um, pitching. But I don't want—I didn't want to bet against either team either way. I wanted to bet on them. Um, I would look over. You know, the offenses have been on fire um, to end August. Philadelphia is over in six of the last ten. They scored six plus and four or five. Uh, Milwaukee, they hit a rough stretch, a uh, two-game stretch. I think they scored like a combined two or three runs in, in that stretch. But they've scored five-plus in the previous three. Two of those were at home, uh, so they'll be back at home where they're more comfortable. And I think that we can see some runs here regardless of pitching. So uh, I do lean to the over depending on what the number is, of course. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a high-scoring game. I could see a 7-5, 8-6 type of game.
0: All right, uh, let's go back to a 640 Eastern start, the battle of uh, NL Central teams. We have the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. It's going to be a 640 Eastern start. Javier Assad is on the mound here for the Chicago Cubbies, and Andrew Abbott takes the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. I'm playing a doubleheader on Friday, and as of the time that we're recording, Chicago did win that first game of that doubleheader 6-2, to so they'll play that uh, second game of the doubleheader uh, later on on Friday evening. But on Saturday... Javier Assad and Andrew Abbott. No lines for this yet, but um, I did want to kind of talk to this, uh, talk through this game, uh, because it is important for both teams here as well. Javier Assad. I'll start with him. He's been absolutely brilliant for the uh, Chicago Cubs this season. Uh, on their season, he's three and two with a two point nine six ERA over his last five starts. Two and zero with a two point four eight ERA. On the road this season, he's a perfect three and zero in his three starts that he's made uh, in nine appearances, two point one six ERA, and he's made uh, five straight starts for the Cubs, and the Cubs have won all five of those starts over his last five games when Assad is on the mound, and he has only allowed um, more than two earned runs in one start, which was against the Chicago White Sox. But he's been absolutely brilliant uh, for the Cubs. And they've needed him because after Justin Steele, it's really been a toss-up on who's, who's been that next guy for them. And right now, it's been Javier Assad for this Cubbies team. Um, you take a look at the Cincinnati Reds here. Andrew Abbott has fallen off a cliff for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Now, on the season, he's 8-3 and with a 3.35 ERA. But over his last five starts, he does have a 2-1 record. But he has a 6.08 ERA. He's allowed 16 earned runs in 23 and two-thirds innings pitch over his last five starts. Um, the I'm sorry. The Reds have won throughout his last four starts. But if you kind of go down his uh, game log, he's, he's trying to give up some runs here. And also, walks have been a concern for him as well. Back-to-back starts, he's allowed at least three walks to the opposition. He did have one start back at the beginning month of August where he did allow five uh, walks excuse me to the Washington nationals. Um, and he's allowed at least um, let's see here three earned runs and three of his last five starts. He's allowed three earned runs and back to back starts. And um, he's gotten in trouble of his last three uh, two games. He hasn't made it past the fourth inning um, in this last two starts. He did face the Cubs earlier this season, where again he got shelled a little bit in that game. He only allowed or sorry, only lasted three and a third innings in that game, allowed four earned runs uh to the Cubs, three walks as well. Again, walks were an issue in that game as well. I think this is one plus one for me, man. The Cubs, I think are the hotter team right now. I definitely have the better pitcher, uh, at least in recent form uh with Javier Assad. I'm gonna be on the Cubs here again, uh Alante. what are you doing about this game?
1: Yeah, man, this is once so it's basically pretty easy for me. Um, Cincinnati, I can't get right for whatever reason down this down this stretch. The Cubs, I've been right about for about a month and a half. So I'm gonna go with, with Chicago. I do think Abbott can get at least back to like not walking. I know you mentioned the walks. If he can cut down some of those walks, I mean I think he I think he had been fine. Outside of that once he gets a couple people on bases, you can kind of see him lose control a little bit more because he gets worried about the people on base and, and, and all of that. Right, rightfully so. But the bats just they're too inconsistent for me with Cincinnati. Um, They're a team that I was buying on earlier in the season. They were good to me, but then uh, they just didn't. They just didn't put it together consistent wise. But the offense and their wins are correlated. They can't win low scoring games. Um, and like you mentioned, I think the Cubs are the hotter team. Uh, I like. The, I love the top of their lineup. Um, I think they roll here. I would probably be on the money line with them. I, I would later run and a half.
0: All right. Um, all right. Let's get over to the next game uh, that we wanted to talk about here for the Saturday schedule. We'll go over to the San Francisco uh, Giants. They are in San Diego to take on the Padres. Eight forty Eastern start. Kyle Harrison is going to get the start here for the uh, sh- uh, sorry for the San Francisco Giants, and Blake Snell is on the mound here for the uh, San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. Padres are a minus 165 home favorite here, plus 140 on the money line for the San Francisco Giants. Total is set at eight run line, minus one and a half, plus one twenty for the Padres, and plus one and a half, minus one forty for the San Francisco Giants. I'll start here with Kyle uh um Harrison. He's been a guy that's been coming up for the uh out of the bullpen, I should say, for this team. Um looking at his game log over the past couple games here. He's made two starts this season for the, I should say he's, he got called up uh, for the Giants. He's made two starts and he's been pretty solid in those two starts, nine and two thirds innings combined in those games. He's only allowed two earned runs. His last start was absolutely brilliant. He went six and a third innings allow, uh, against the Cincinnati Reds, only allowed three hits, 11 strikeouts he had in that game against the, um against the Reds Blake Snell like we've talked about multiple times on the spot he's right in that race for the uh NL Cy Young 11 and 9 on the season 2.60 ERA 193 strikeouts over his last five starts he's 3 and 1 with a 3.00 ERA 10 earned runs in 30 innings pitches out uh, struck out 37 batters mm. in that span uh, his last start was absolutely brilliant against the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis Seven shutout innings, he only allowed two hits, uh, five walks, did have nine strikeouts in that game. Uh, he did face the Giants earlier this season uh, six shutout innings, only allowed three hits, 11 strikeouts in that span, and he's been really good at Petco Park in the San Diego, eight and five with a 2.95 ERA uh, for the San Diego Padres. There's no question that he's been the best pitcher for the padres this season i mean obviously being in the nl cy young uh, race right up there with the zach gallant's and the spencer striders of the world i i, I think that if there's a time launch to that if we want to back the san diego padres it's got to be when blake snell is on the mountain you kind of take a look at the home and sorry the uh left-handed pitcher um stats for the san francisco giants Over the last two weeks, they are number, let's see here, number seven in team strikeout percentage against left-handed pitching. Like I mentioned earlier, he had 11 strikeouts, did Blake Snell against his Giants team. Uh, But against left-handed pitching, they've been pretty good over the last two weeks. But I think there's a spot where... We talked about it with the Yankees that if you wanted to back them, it would want to be against left-handed pitching because they were absolutely raking against those teams. But if there's a spot where I do want to back the Padres, it's going to be when Blake Snell is on the mound. So I'm going to take the Padres here minus one and a half, plus one twenty. I'm also going to be looking at uh, Blake Snell strikeout props. That number is probably going to be around seven and a half, eight, something in that range. Um, I'll be on the over. I think this might be another game where he does get into double-digit strikeouts against the San Francisco Giants here, Lante.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I, I can't. I don't fault you for doing it because I would only bet them for. Uh, I mean, with uh, Snail on the mound, like you mentioned, I, I just can't do it with, with San Diego. I, I don't. I don't know what they got going on, man. I don't. I don't know if they've just given up or what. But I hope you win. I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> I, wanna, I I just can't bet them, man. I, I want to. Don't get me wrong. Listening to your handicap, it just it, it made me want to bet them. I I can't do it. They burned me so many times. Um, thinking it was good spots for them, and they just gave up. I don't like the manager talk. Bob Milvin's not been positive at all with some of the, some of the uh, answers he's been um, given to the media. I do kind of like the under though. Um, San Diego is 38 and 27 to the under at home um, this year, 58% to the under on the season. Uh, San Francisco is 57% to the under on the year and under in three of the last four. Uh, If you, I mean, I believe that snail is going to have a good outing, but again, how long is he going to go is, is my, is my issue. Um, if he can shut if he can shut the offense down one run at, at minimum. I think we can get a final of what three to two, four to four to one, and still go under here. Both of our bets can win. So I like the under
0: um in this game. All right. Uh last game we wanted to talk about here was going to be uh the last game or the the series of the weekend, I should say. It's gonna be between the uh Atlanta uh Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's a nine-10 eastern start. Bryce Elder is going to be on the mound here for the LA Dodgers. Um, I don't see a pitcher right now for the LA mm-hmm. Dodgers. Lante, do you see one? No, I don't. Um, I thought
1: it was going to be uh, Miller though. That's what I seen earlier. But again, you know, this late in the season, things change. Um, yeah, they, they get scra- pitchers get scratched, players get scratched, people get sick. Like the Mariners.
0: Yeah, uh, let me see another website that may may have a probable picture uh for the Dodgers. Not nothing yet. I did see some good news for the Dodgers though. Um okay, I'm seeing Sh- I'm seeing Shane Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so I saw Image Shaheen as well. Um so we can yeah, kind of talk through this uh series. I know uh, uh, as a baseball fan, not even just batters, but baseball fans are definitely excited about the series. A slugfest in game 1 on Thursday night. 8 to 7 victory for the um for the Braves both the MVP uh, front runners for the National League uh, win yard, Ronald Acuna Jr. I think believe I believe had that grand slam and that was the second or third inning of that game. Moogie Betts added uh, one as well. Uh, but Bryce Elder here on the mound here for the Atlanta Braves, and then we're thinking thinking Emmett Shaheen here for the uh, LA Dodgers here. Uh, Lanta, what do you got for this game? If you have anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, pitchers aside, I don't think I don't think it matters. I think both of these offenses are just too good. I mean, you saw what they did to Strider, um, get get four runs on him. Um, I mean, they're over the Dodgers are over eight of the last nine. Atlanta scored seven plus in three of the last four, uh, and they're being an over team in general here. Elders gave up four plus in three of his last five, mostly against below average offenses. So, I mean, with the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, it might get ugly for him early. I'm not really the big, biggest Elder fan. Uh, I think he benefits from some of that offense, but I mean, again, what pitcher doesn't uh, on that staff doesn't benefit from that good offense? But uh, yeah, I like the over. I'm probably going to lean to to the Dodgers at home. Um, I think the late. I think the later you get to Atlanta's lineup with a team like. Um, with a team like the Dodgers, I think they're get, they got more advantage um, yeah. on with, with those hitters and, and they they can hit the ball. Like they're not just and They're they hitting the ball all over the yard. Um, I love the lineup. I mean, how can you not? But uh, yeah, I like the Dodgers at home. I love the over. I'm probably going to bet the over at every, like every game of the series, no matter who's pitching.
0: I think you have to. I mean, even if you don't get one offense to show up, it just like, I mean, last night was a prime example that one right. team can score seven, eight runs on their own. You're right. One uh, inning. <laughs> Yeah. And it seemed like early that, okay, this might be uh, maybe turn into a uh, pitcher's duel, but it only took like the second or third inning before the offense broke out for the Atlanta Braves. But Bryce Elder, I mean, last five games, he's three and two with a 4.88 ERAs, allowed 15 earned runs in 27 and two thirds innings pitched. Last uh, start was against the uh, Colorado Rockies, allowed four earned runs and six innings pitch in that game. Um, But again, like you mentioned, that he's a beneficiary of one of the better offenses uh, in the league um, where they won that game 14 to four, did the uh, uh, Atlanta Braves. So, um, I mean, I can't argue against it. Again, it sometimes just feels like it doesn't matter which pitchers are on the mound uh for either of these teams i think we'll just see runs being put up this entire series so um i like it i like the over on thursday night i like it again on saturday night um and i think this probably is going to be the game on uh sunday night baseball if i'm not mistaken yeah, it better um, be actually it's the uh, yankees and the astros uh <laughs> what they a disgrace. Flexed, yeah they should have flexed that one out i would have rather yeah. watched watch the uh Braves and the uh, Dodgers in that game, but yeah. good thing uh, yeah.
1: I, get, uh, I don't have, we don't have a baseball team in North Carolina so I get all the Braves games.
0: Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's it's runs, runs, runs in this series for sure, um, regardless of who's on the mound. Maybe Friday night, uh, maybe a different story because it's two of the better pitchers for their respective team. I know it's Max Freed and I know Julio Rios got off to a rough start, but he's been really good at Dodger Stadium, not only this season, but over the course of his career. Um, uh as a pitcher for the Dodgers. I did see Walker Bueller uh, is making a rehab starts uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the uh, LA Dodgers. That's going to be huge if they're able to get him back uh, for the postseason run. I mean, they could definitely use another arm uh, in that rotation for the Dodgers. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out on that for sure. Um, I think that's about covers it, Lante. Anything else that stuck out to you on the schedule maybe you wanted to mention?
1: Uh, no, not really. Um it's actually some intriguing matchups. I mean, we we went over all the intriguing matchups um, on the card. I think a lot of playoff implications down the stretch. It's going to be some fun. It's going to be a fun month for for baseball um, with with these you know teams fighting for playoff spots and like it's it's just going to be fun to watch. I think both. I think uh, what we got six games with like playoff implications and division implications. Like yeah. so, yeah, it's going to be fun um, by far. It makes it makes our job a, a lot easier. I know that.
0: Uh, 100 uh all right before we wrap up the show one order of business left of course that is going to be our lock and dog for the saturday schedule uh lante you want to lead us off yeah i'm trying to figure out if i want to lock up the dodgers total or not that's that's i don't want to
1: be the i I don't want to be uh the squares guy up here so i'll go with um Let's go with something that we both like. Uh, let's go with Tampa um, on the money line. I, I like Tampa a lot here. I think they've been rolling. I don't think that the offense is going to slow down at all. They're really good on the road. Um, like I said, 72 and 37 is a favorite. Covered seven of the last 10 run lines. I would split a unit. I put the unit and a half on the, the money line and put a half unit on the run line because I think they'll win by two plus runs as they have in two or three games back in, um, in August. As for the dog, I'm going to go with your Houston Astros, man, laying it against the Yankees, um, minus one and a half at even money. Anything plus Price on that run line. I mean, the Yankees, they don't perform. Trust me, I've, I've had plenty of nightmares of Altuve, mm-hmm. Don and, and all those guys you know, just giving it to the Yankees. Uh, not a good matchup for them, especially with Severino on the mound. I doubt he makes it out of third inning. I think Houston can roll here. So give me Houston minus one and a half plus Anything you can get, it's even money right now, but anything you can get with a plus beside it, uh, I bet that.
0: Yeah, I, I made this one pretty simple. I wanted the two Texas teams, uh, yeah. the Rangers and the Astros, as far as my picks. So they're both at even money on the run line. Uh, definitely shop around. Maybe you're able to find a better plus price uh, on the run line for either one of those teams. I'm going to do a little bit of shopping right now uh, and see if I can find a, a better plus price on either one of those run lines, but they're both at even money. Um, I like both of them obviously picking them as my lock and dog for the Saturday schedule. But uh, number one, we talked about it with the Astros. I think that um, they've owned the Yankees. Um, Hunter Brown should bounce back here. I know we talked about, he's a better pitcher on the road, but I think this might be a spot where Luis Severino comes back down to earth for the uh, New York Yankees. And again, historically over his last, th- I should say over his last three starts dating back to last season, including this season, um, he's gotten torched by this Astros team. And again, um, two of those three wins did come by two or more runs for the Houston Astros. So I will take the Astros uh, run line as my, uh, I'll just take it as my lock. Uh, and then my dog, we talked about Dallas Keuchel for the Minnesota Twins. Um I think this might be a game where the offense of the Rangers makes those adjustments because they just saw him uh, just last week. And again, I don't trust that bullpen either for the Minnesota Twins. We talked about it despite Keiko having a fantastic outing uh, in that in that game. I think we said five or six innings. Yeah. The bullpen came in and gave up six earned runs uh, to the Texas Rangers. So I think Montgomery will go along well here. Um, I think the bats will definitely get to um, uh, Dallas Keiko. And even if they're not able to, again, I just don't trust that bullpen, like I mentioned. So Rangers run line uh, at even money for my dog for the uh, Saturday schedule. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast for our Saturday picks. We will be back on Sunday evening to handicap the Monday games on the schedule. Let me just take a quick peek because we may just have day games on Sunday, or sorry, on Monday because it is Labor Day. Uh, yes, we do. We have first game is at uh, 2.20 Eastern. So, yeah, definitely tune in on Sunday night uh, for us to kind of, uh, handicap the games on uh, Monday uh, for Labor Day, and uh, just a tease ahead: Astros and the Rangers are going to battle out starting on Monday. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good that, That's going to be a great series to to watch. So, um, yeah, we'll be back in some form or fashion for uh, the next week's schedule. Monty, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, my man? That's it, man. Everybody have a good, safe Labor Day weekend. Yep. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Bet responsibly. I know there's a lot of options from tennis to college football to MLB. Uh, We have a big menu of sports. Uh, uh, Bet responsibly. Have fun. Enjoy your uh, long weekend here on Labor Day weekend. Uh, Let's break these books off and let it ride.